Tip Today with Fran Curry, IMRO Radio Award Gold Winner. In association with slatterysgarage.ie. Good morning. Welcome along to Tip Today. 1800-938-007, our free phone number, and it won't cost you to make a call. Emma is looking after the programme today. Coming up on this morning's show, GAA and the winning mentality. Judge urges a sex offender to find a wife and start a family. It's a remarkable judgment. Uh, we'll be talking about that to Nolene Blackwell a little later on. Homeless and living in a tent in Gary Kennedy. We'll be speaking to a gentleman uh, who has to live in a tent in Gary Kennedy. We'll be hearing his story. And listeners' reaction to the restoration of town councils, as well as that inside Ireland's kink scene. And this is more reaction to uh, Lucy Kennedy's uh, programme the other night that had people very, very concerned and very, very uh, disgusted indeed yesterday. And uh, we got to see it finally uh, yesterday afternoon, so we'll be chatting about that a little later on as well. Just before I do anything, a little bit of housekeeping, because I heard from my good friend Catherine Ryan. And Catherine uh, wrote me a lovely note and a lovely uh, postcard to say that their coffee morning recently at Temple Diary Church in Bansha raised €1,713 for South Tipperary Hospice. So it was a huge success altogether. And many congrats to Catherine and uh, the team she put around her for that. Look at what's making headlines today, as you can imagine, right across the newspapers today. um, Pictures and stories of the families who gathered in grief for the first funerals of Chrysler. Uh, victims and also, of course, uh, coverage of the uh, Women's World Cup last night, or the Irish team indeed getting through to the World Cup last night, and as well as that, the Irish soccer stars paying tribute um, to uh, those who lost their lives in Chrysler uh, as well. Um, that's right across the Daily Mail. Also, we're reading today, of course, and uh, Andrew spoke about this earlier on, uh, about uh, the death of Angela Lansborough. The actor, famous for murder, she wrote, I suppose, more than anything else. She died at the age of 96 and she had a home in Ireland, in fact, in uh, Ballycotton. The Irish Indo is uh, dominated by photographs from uh, the funerals yesterday of Martin McGill and Jessica Gallagher at St. Michael's Church in uh, Creasla. And, um, you know, it's just photographs of... Tragedy and tears and uh, disbelief and all of that. The Irish Examiner, uh, complete delight in the photograph there. The Republic of uh, Ireland manager Vera Paul and uh, her coaching staff and players celebrating the 1-0 win over Scotland that uh, sends them to next year's World Cup for the very, very first time. Also on the Examiner today, anger at the plan to move Ukrainian refugees and the last gasp efforts were being made to avoid more than 135 Ukrainian women and children having to be relocated from a Killarney hotel to Westport in County Mayo uh, today. Uh, the issue there is, of course, that they had settled into the community and some of the women in question had found jobs locally and all of that kind of thing. And, needless to say, the kids settled into school as well. But it looks like uh, the Minister is not for changing where that is concerned. Anyway, that's a quick look at what's making headlines today. What do you make of any of that? 083 for your text and WhatsApp. 
and you can email tip today at tipfm.com. Now, over the years, we have often heard from parents who have children involved in GAA who know the pain of exclusion when their child has been left to stand on the sidelines. Now, over the past week, we have had contact from two parents in different parts of the county whose children were left on the sidelines for big final matches, despite the fact that they never missed training. They were overlooked for other players who maybe were not so committed, but deemed to be better. Now, neither of these parents were willing to talk on air because they feared that there would be consequences for their children from their clubs. So it's with great interest we saw an article in the Irish Times yesterday from a lady called Sarah, who wrote about how her child was the poster child for exclusion in the GAA and how any attempt to raise it with the club was seen as a personal attack. Well, former Tipperary County hurler Timmy Hammersley uh, made comment on the article on Twitter yesterday and he joins me now. Timmy, good morning to you. Good morning, Fran. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome and good to talk to you today. You say that this often comes down to mentors putting winning above participation. Um... Is that your experience, Timmy? Uh, yeah, it is. It is my experience uh, where essentially these problems come from. Um, and like a lot of people don't realise, but it's there. Like It's absolutely out there. And coaches, unfortunately, realise it or don't want to go through with it. But the GA, the, the, uh, GA for the last number of years, have outlined uh, what they call a what they call a player pathway, and that that like all the science, all the research is that winning becomes important after eighteen. That's where it should be the focus. Okay, so up until that point, it is improvement. It is uh, it is uh, developing your skills. Developing your uh, developing your um, athletic uh, ability in improving your team play and getting as many uh, kids and teenagers as games as they can, but there still seems to be a, a lot of breakdown in that. Where definitely in my experience, and I I, I would say though, Fran, it's not just G eight or it, it yes. is all it is all team sports. But it does seem to be an issue, a big issue in GA because it's so popular. So many people are playing it. There's so many teams. Any any issue within society is going to crop up within GA. And the issue of overzealous parents who are coaching teams and who want to win their... The most important thing in the world is to win their county under-13 title. And they're not putting development of players ahead of that. They're putting the winning off. And that's why... When it comes down to, well, are we going to give these young young boys or girls games or do we want to win? Well, the wanting to win is going to come um, ahead of that. Now, there's consequences to that, Fran. You know what I mean? And I'm delighted that article because it definitely got a lot more publicity than any other, than anything else I've really seen on the topic. Again, the research says that that's why drop-off happens. That's why kids drop out of sport. If they're not getting any game or they're not getting treated well, they're not going to stay. And that's a shame, isn't it? Because if you drop out, Fran, again, like the, the research is there, like if you stay in team sport until 18, right, mm. you are much better chance to be active forever then. Like you have 
an active, healthy approach. Like and it isn't as if you'll always stay in team sport, but you might stay going to Jamie. You might run, but if you've dropped out, the research again. If you've dropped out by eighteen, before eighteen, there's a massive risk that you won't ever play again, and that that is incredibly sad. And the other, the other thing, the, the other consequence of this, and I don't understand how people don't realise this, but winning in underage does not guarantee success in adult level, where winning is actually important, where it's the flip side. Focus on improvement, team play, real focus on the skills of the game. That's the factors that will help you win at adult at adult level. So it doesn't make sense, Fran, you know? It doesn't and look, make sense, and, Timmy. And the and other thing, sorry, Fran, yeah. the other point there, what happened, like the GA still, like we have... Now, Crow Park, see, there's a disconnect, Fran, between Crow Park and and county boards and all the how we run underage, underage competitions. Like, mm. county boards and those who organise it have still a responsibility. Like, we're not gone fair enough. We still have too much. Our competitions are ran on, uh, on all county championship bases where the world championship is there, where it should be league. You know, that's yes. my opinion, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's very interesting. And often the kids who are left out are the most committed. They're there first, they're there at every training centre. Yeah. You know, yeah. the kids maybe that don't have the the, the 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 kind of talent that you would have had, Timmy, over the years, but they, yeah. they're often the core of the team, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, that's interesting, though, Fran, as well. Like, I, I was quite a weak kid, Fran when I was under 14 and 15. And when I was 15, I was a sub on my under-16 club team, you know. So now that would be unheard of. Maybe. Were you? So, oh. Yeah, I was, Fran. And people don't realise that. I was a sub at 15 when I was under-16. So we have a thing called people who develop a bit later, right? Okay? And that is a massive thing, okay? I was a late developer, a massive late one. Like, you should have saw a picture of me, Fran, at... 14 and 15, I was absolutely tiny, okay? And so I struggled at that age, okay? Now, if I didn't have someone to tap me on the shoulder and give me advice and encouragement and get me to keep going, keep going, keep working hard, I, I, I could have dropped out of sport. Like, that's the reality of it, okay? Because I was weaker than other kids, and they're the kids who typically... Who typically drop out, right? Yes. But then it flips for okay? So, it's so interesting, like, you're 13 or 14 year old who is bigger than every who is bigger than everyone else, right? Like, if you ask any, any team, any, any club, we all have stories of the 13, 14 year old who mm. dominated, mm. who dominated, like, literally two, two kids can win you a county championship at under 14 mm. because they can pick it up solo and run through the whole pitch. But that's, Four, three or four years later, Fran, that has radically changed, okay? Because the smaller kid has, he has had his growth spurt, okay? Now, the thing is, Fran, that smaller kid, like, even though I was small, Fran, I was skillful-ish, yeah? Mm. So when I had my size growth, well, I caught up then, you know what I mean, to the ones that were a lot stronger th- th- than me, and the tables had completely changed. So coaches should be bearing that in mind the whole time that, you will lose players who will could be your big senior player in five or six years' time. Right, but they're, they're, they're not they're looking not at the big picture then, no, Timmy. Well, they're looking. They're, of course they're not looking yeah. at the big picture. And that is the big problem. Now, Fran, we, a lot of things, we know this is 
Like, we know these are problems, and we know there's dropout, mm. and we know the focus on winning doesn't guarantee. So here's a little, just one, and like people don't often believe me when I say this now, but you look at the tip senior semi-finals the weekend, right? Mm. Yes. Okay. You would upper church drum band playing there, mm. right? Now, for me, they, they got defeated on the day, but people don't realise, like, what an achievement for that small club yeah. to be in a county semi-final. You look at all the small clubs who could only dream of that. Fran, I don't ever remember them in recently winning an A championship. I don't, you know? So clubs have it in this obsession that our coach have it, that they need to be winning A, they need to be winning this, all this, this. You, that's not. You can build a team. You can build a good adult team. You don't need to win in championships. Have a good values within your club, and they are proof of that. They, they've built a senior team without winning. without Like, they got further further than... Turles Arsenal this year and Turles Arsenal are a brilliant sure. club yeah. but they're winning everything nearly but Upper Church are proving you don't actually need to do that to have a good adult team you know so there's just a small example of it like I, I'm actually passionate about this topic because I was that kid at 13 or 14 who could have been lost nearly to the sport because of how small I was and you'd but wonder then how many kids are lost Timmy wouldn't you sure they are the research is there the dropout is massive yeah. Fran. it's huge and see the other thing Fran is as well is again there's a like see why parents are frustrated now right as well as I see it here Fran parents know this now right so like there was excuse 30 years ago this research wasn't there like do you know what I mean like par- like coaches were doing the best they could right coaches were doing how they were coaching yes. like the, like but the pathway like look up the pathway Fran the pathway is very clearly spelled out and you know what it's all there it's clearly spelled out the type of coaching you should be doing at each like what kind of drills you should be doing what kind of games you should be doing and that's the best yeah. way to pro- so it's not see and you have smart parents out there now and see what annoys me right that that lady who wrote the article in some in some quarters, oh, she could be branded, oh, she's only too PC, she's too zealous, she's too odd. No, she actually probably knows that the pathway is there and the participation emphasis is there and it's the coach who's overzealous because they, they, they're ignoring the participation. Now, we know all that. We like A lot of people know that now, but like the big thing is how do clubs and county boards actually tackle that? And for me, Fran, there's the biggest thing that coaches lack, right? Sorry, that clubs lack, right? Every club has a field committee, right? Have a finance committee, mm. okay? Mm. Have a facilities committee. What do a lot of clubs not have? A coaching committee, which is the most important committee that anyone can have, and guide your coaches in this is the best way to approach your 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 teams. And if you if you have a long term coaching committee over the period of four or five years you can embed an approach right and you can change the, the you can change the uh, culture of how coaching is ran in the club like culture as you know Fran doesn't change straight away though Absol- it takes, absolutely it's very it slow the, to change and to me could I get yeah, yeah. your opinion on the fact that two parents spoke to us and in great detail spoke to us and their stories almost mirrored what was in the Times yesterday. But yeah. here's the one, Timmy. They were afraid to talk to us because of consequences from the club. What, sure, what, what do you are. make of that? 
sure. I'm not sure. I, I'm not. I'm living in Dublin. I, I'm not. That, I'm not involved in tape on the ground like I was for years. So I have no consequence. It's very easy for me to talk. You know, sure, of course there is. So you know the parochialness of clubs. You know what I mean. It's very. If you're seeing the put. If you're at an AGM, sometimes you can't even criticise or say anything. Never mind go on. Never mind go on the radio yeah. and talk and talk about it. So I, that's not one bit, not one bit surprised me. But look, I, I'm not saying I'm doing anything huge here. But I would know that they'd struggle to do that. So at least I can come on and basically tell they, not tell their story, but vouch for that and and like say that yes, this is a thing. And it is, uh, and but that's where that's where parish is, isn't it? A very complex topic, though, Fran, isn't it? Because like sure. the parish pride and parochialism yeah. is what makes it, isn't yes, it, Fran? You absolutely, know what I mean? and, and it's so and, passionate and, and everything. Where yeah, would we be? but this is the consequence, Fran, isn't it? Though as well, this the other side, like they're like. Like, 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 uh, dare not criticise your parish or your club. Yes. Well, I, I've, I've often heard players like yourself, uh, county players, who would yeah. say, "Yeah, it's great to win for the county, but the most important thing is the yeah. club jersey." Yeah. yeah, but you don't. There is another side of and I look. I'm the most. You know how I've spoken about about what it means and all that. But I'm still of the opinion that there is another side to it as well, and that parish pride is all fine if you're one of the main people there, you know what I mean? But if you're lost to... to See, the problem is, Fran, you're not just lost to, to GA, you know what I mean? You're nearly lost to sport, and that's the problem. Like, if you drop out at that key age, it's not just GA, your life, athletic life, is kind of going to be gone. And the, the other thing, the other the other actually point there, I have a few written down, I'm trying to get through a few of them here, yeah. is that, like... Um, that kid who might not make it still at, at making your team, right? Mm. If they stay involved with the club, what could they be? They could be the best chairperson you ever had. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or the sec- and they're lost as well then. And the other the other thing, Fran, is that I was actually on this last two weeks ago, I think, or three weeks ago here. I was on talking about another topic, but mm. Alison asked me about violence mm. at GA Games, right? Do you think they're connected or unconnected? I think they're connected. They're very connected, man. Mm, very yeah. connected. Because if you're going, see, this is not like... And look, there is a step between bringing that... There, sorry, there's a number of steps between bringing that approach to a match and then a thought and a ref. There is there is obviously 10 steps. But that's the foundation of it, in my opinion, though, Fran. If you're a coach... Now, Fran, don't... It's not just coaches either, because mm. coaches volunteer as well, Fran. Mm, but yeah. it's parents on the sideline who are not coaches but who are acting like they run the show, you know. And if, they, if they're if they going to an attitude with a, to a match that my kid's team has to win this championship here, and suddenly if a decision or two goes against them, well, you know, the steps to going out to the ref is closing pretty quickly, isn't it? You know what I mean? Or assault, and if they're that, if they're that frustrated or if they're that aggressive on the line about the match, the steps, to go into the ref, as I said, get, get closer. But I, yeah. and just one other point of fact. Yeah, sure. The the thing of like wanting to win is not a bad thing, like. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. That's where I want to get this across. Well, like, like we've all kids want to win. They want to know the score. They want to know all them things and wanting to do well. Like the tip under 17s winning the All Ireland was a great thing. It was not a bad thing, obviously at all. Um, but it's broadly when. The full desire is only about winning. And when we don't 
when we don't consider the needs or the long-term needs of the child or the young person, well, that's the problem then, you know. A uh, lot of people want to say that your discussion is completely about GAA. It's happening in other sports. It's very yeah. important to point that out as yeah, well. because in the, said, in the, Fran, Of course I, you did. And in, in the article yeah. yesterday, it spoke about soccer yeah. uh, as well. One of the things, just before I let you go, Timmy, um, uh, the, the lady in question, the mother, Claire drove her son to training and matches all season, uh, but the son stood on the sideline and was the only child not to be played that day. That night he vomited many times. He didn't want to go to school the following day. He cried himself to sleep after writing a heart-wrenching note stating how useless he is. Now, that's that's unforgivable, isn't it? That's exclusion. That's what it is. Like, if you did that in the classroom, or if you did that in any other, in any other like after school activity they'd be they'd be trouble over, wouldn't Absolutely. they? Really? So for sure. That is exclusion. And it is but in all these things like there's so much things that clubs can do to explain to parents, to have like parents information even, explain that no kid can play every match all of the time, all those things. Sometimes it have to be taken off. Sometimes to be picked on the B and C team, all that things. But we'd have to do our best to be fair and to not intentionally exclude one or two kids because there's a big difference if three or four are are taken off but if one is just blatantly not included at all like that's a you know that's mm. a that's that's bad isn't yeah, it yeah and, and we've all seen it happen Timmy it's always a pleasure to talk yeah. to you and thank you so much for your time this morning Timmy thanks Brian bye thank bye. you and bye bye to you now former tip hurler uh, Timmy Hammersley there uh, often contributes to our programme and thanks to Timmy there um, lots coming in on this I mean so much coming on where this is concerned a caller says that uh, in our local under 15s team nine players left this year because they weren't getting any games whatsoever Martin Brown uh, Deputy Martin Brown was on to say well done to Timmy one way of changing is to have no competitive uh, competitive games up to under 16 and make it compulsory for all players to get equal time on the field. I think that is certainly worth a discussion. Uh, for sure, lots more coming in. I'll bring it to you in just a moment. Tip today with Fran Curry With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie